This is Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Well, so much for the first spring training game. In any case, happy Monday and welcome to Locked On Mariners. I am D.C. Lundberg, your sleep-deprived host, reminding you that you can download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app you care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any of the programs here on the Locked On Podcast Network or TLOPN or TLOPN. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and you may follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg, L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G, if you are scoring at home. Well, we certainly have a lot to get to today, ladies and gentlemen. That's a lie. We would have a lot more to get to if the first spring training game on Saturday hadn't been rained out. They finally got the preseason started on Sunday versus the Texas Rangers, which is an investigative law enforcement agency located within the Lone Star State. Starting pitcher for the M's was Yusei Kikuchi, who picked up right where he left off last season. Uh, That's not a good thing. He gave up four hits, three runs, two of them earned, but only walked one and struck out two in an inning and a third of work. So something of a mixed bag for the Japanese left-hander. There was a paragraph in an MLB.com article by Greg Johns which was published after the game which caught my attention. It reads, quote, Kikuchi's fastball was consistently sitting at 93 to 95 miles per hour, several ticks higher than where he finished his rookie season. That was a point of emphasis over the winter as he worked to simplify his throwing motion and get back to his natural delivery, end quote. While it cannot be a bad thing that his velocity is up over where it was at the end of last season, what really struck me was the second sentence, which stated that over the winter, quote, he worked to simplify his throwing motion and get back to his natural delivery, end quote. That tells me something about the season he had last year. It's not uncommon for a pitcher to come to a new team and have this new team mess with his mechanics, the way he holds his pitches, any number of things, and have the results be terrible. I'm thinking this may have been what happened to Kikiji. His whip in his Nippon Pro Baseball career is much less than it was his first season with the M's last year. 1.169 versus 1.515. There's a marked difference in his hits per nine innings ratio. 7.3 hits per nine in Japan versus 10.9 hits per nine last season. And his strikeout rate was also much higher in Japan. Something very similar happened to Rob Dibble towards the end of his big league career. He bounced around from team to team, different pitching coaches having him try different techniques, and it was much more confusing than it was helpful. And his career was done at age 31. And it also didn't help that he developed equilibrium problems after rupturing his eardrum at a Megadeth concert, but the original point still stands. Dave Mustaine did not return our emails and wasn't available for comment. I I didn't email. Anyways, if you take a pitcher out of his comfort zone and get him to move away from what had been successful in the past, it can do more harm than good. I'm wondering if that's what in part happened to Edwin Diaz last season also. He had a horrible season for the Mets after completely dominating the American League in 2018. Back to Kikuchi, though. Perhaps getting back to what had been successful in the past will result in better numbers for him this season. I'm now cautiously optimistic that he'll improve. 
And while his first spring training game was not the most encouraging start, it's just that. A start. It's one game. Let's see how the rest of spring training goes. Wow, I didn't realize I was going to spend 35 minutes talking about Kikuchi's pitching motion. I'll wrap up the rest of the game and tell you about some more roster moves after the break. And since I'm telling you what I'm going to talk about after the break, that's a good indication that it's time for the Mariners trivia question, which is the following. In 1981, which Mariner outfielder hit game-winning home runs in back-to-back games against the New York Yankees at the Kingdom, the second night being that night? And while that happened four years before I was born, I'm sure that there are a lot of you out there who remember this and know who the answer is. But if you don't know who the answer is, or even if you do, I'll tell you after the break. But first, if you have a question for me or a comment on the show, please email it to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, and I will consider using it for the Friday Mailbag segment. I already have some very good questions for this Friday's Mailbag segment. Keep them coming, gang. Locked on Mariners will continue as soon as you go around the slowpoke in front of you. He's going 20 below the speed limit. There's no one in front of him. You can get around him. I said it's okay. Welcome to the second half of Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Hope your Monday morning commute isn't too awfully enraging today. The answer to the trivia question. Back-to-back game-winning home runs against the Yankees at the Kingdom. 1981, second of those games was bat night. Who hit them? I'm sure that a lot of you remember that it was Tom Peshorek. Just briefly going to touch on the rest of the Mariners' first spring training game, which was Sunday. Supposed to be Saturday, but Mother Nature had other ideas. Already talked about Kikuchi's pitching line. He went one of the third innings, etc. Four hits, three runs, two of them earned. Also appearing in that game on the mound were Penn Murphy, Nestor Cortez, uh, Yoshihisa Hirano, Dan Altavilla, Brandon Brennan, Anthony Masevich, Art Warren, and Taylor Gilbo. Some of the other kids got playing time as well. Jared Kalenic checked into the game, two plate appearances, hit by pitch in his first plate appearance, then in his only official at-bat of the game, hit a double down the left field line on something of an inside-out swing. Looked pretty good. Cal Raley, the Mariners' catching prospect, checked in three at-bats as the DH struck out twice. Another catching product, Joe Odom, checked in. Two at-bats hit the first home run of spring competition. Julio Rodriguez, the young outfielder, two at-bats, two strikeouts. But like I said, talking about Kikichi, it's just the first game. It's just the start of spring. The results are less important than how they look, how they're putting their at-bats together, how they look on the mound, how they're mixing their pitches, etc. What was sort of alarming is that the Mariners committed three errors and Odom had a passed ball. But again... It's just the start. And now there are a few roster moves to get to. Jerry DePoto, of course, being Jerry DePoto. Uh, Lots of moving pieces again. On Friday, the Mariners claimed right-handed pitcher Taylor Williams off waivers from the Brewers. And he reported to camp on Saturday. He is 28 years old. He's from Camas, Washington. 
He was a fourth-round draft pick by the Brewers in 2003 and was really regarded as one of their better pitching prospects until Tommy John surgery forced him out of the 2015 and 16 seasons. The Brewers were ready to give up on him. The Mariners claimed him, and he is, in a way, relieved that they did. This is the first time that he is changing organizations, and the fact that he's going to the organization that he grew up rooting for, he says has made it easier. So welcome to Camp Taylor Williams to make room for him on the 40-man roster the Mariners designated Phillips Valdez for assignment who was going to be in competition for a rotation spot. I spoke briefly about Valdez on the positional uh, matchup week when I was talking about the pitchers and I really didn't like what I saw and on Sunday Valdez was claimed off waivers by the Red Sox so he is now a member of the Red Sox organization. We wish him the best. Also, on Sunday, the Mariners signed outfielder Reimer Liriano to a minor league deal with an invitation to Major League Spring Training Camp. He also is 28 years old, and he has some Major League playing time. 59 games in the Majors with the Padres in 2014 and the White Sox in 2017. He spent last season with the AAA Chiefs in the Mets system, where he hit 209 with 10 home runs and 29 RBI. Now for just a quick preview of the Mariners' next upcoming games, or at least the starting pitchers for such. Today, the Mariners are going to start Marco Gonzalez against the Chicago Cubs at 12:10 Pacific Coast time. Kendall Graven will get the start on Tuesday versus the Brewers. And on Wednesday, Justin Dunn will get the start against the Cincinnati Reds. That's as far out as the Mariners have announced their rotation. Or not necessarily rotation, because it's spring training, because there isn't one for spring. But those are the next three starters. And I'm rambling and babbling and not making any sense. So, time to pull it back together. We still have a little bit of time. So... Felix Hernandez made his first spring start for the Atlanta Braves in a 5-0 win. He looked good. He pitched two innings, struck out two, and he was quoted as saying, quote, Physically, I feel 100%. I'm healthy. If I keep doing what I did today, I'm going to be in that spot, end quote. He is referring to one of the two rotation spots that are currently vacant in the Braves rotation. Braves manager Brian Snitker said, quote, I just liked the upbeat aggressiveness he was pitching with, end quote. On a side note, Brian Snitger is a great baseball name. Hernandez also went on to say, quote, Good results. I was throwing a lot of strikes. That's the main thing. I feel really good, end quote. I hope he does pitch like that the rest of Braves spring training. I think it would be wonderful if he were able to extend his major league career. But I will say with cautious optimism, the same thing on the opposite side with Kikichi yesterday, who was not very good. It's just one start. But again, he looked good. Hopefully he can keep it up. And maybe just a change of scenery is what he needed, even though he loves pitching for the Mariners. He loves the organization. He loves the fans more than anything else. But maybe this change of scenery is all he needed. We certainly wish him the best, and I think it would be fantastic if he were able to extend his Major League career. You know, speaking of advertising... Okay, I know we weren't speaking of it, but I needed a segue. If you have listened to this show or the other wonderful programs here on the Locked On Network, then I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you might not know that Locked On Mariners is a great way for your local business to reach passionate M's fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked 
on podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Mariners fans and a predominantly male, well-educated audience with a disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Well, gang, that's pretty much going to wrap up today's edition of Locked On Mariners, but not before I remind you that you can download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any podcasting app that you care to use, really. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or Locked On Anything podcast. Listen to every single show we have here. Listen to the division rivals, Locked On Angels, Locked On Rangers, Locked On A's, yeah, even Locked On Astros. And the other shows in the American League and National League, too. We have a show for every team. Also, remember to follow this particular program on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. I'm guessing the next edition of this program is probably going to be coming at you on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 